0: Time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s uncensored. I am Milo Denison.
1: And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the best and worst of Canadian entertainers.
0: Canada has given us a lot over the years, especially in the entertainment industry. And we decided to highlight a few of those from the 80s or 90s.
1: From the 80s and 90s, especially since Canada Day is coming up. And you know, it's like three days before the 4th of July. I don't know if they do the same kind of thing with barbecues and fireworks, but it's, it's pretty much the same time. So we wanted to get a little love to our Canadian friends out there to the North and yeah. And there are a lot of, this was difficult because there's actually a lot of Canadian entertainers. I, I think if you did like per capita Canadians have maybe more like famous movie stars and TV stars and musicians like per capita than, than anyone, because This list was hard to come by. We had we had to do four each, best and worst. And there's not a whole lot of worst. They're all pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I had a hard time narrowing
0: down the best because there were so many. Yeah, there's so
1: many awesome Canadian entertainers.
0: And then the worst, it's like, uh, I'm not necessarily a huge fan, but would I say they're the worst? No, I don't hate you, Uh,
1: but I gotta pick someone. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was hard. Yeah. So you want to start us off with one of your best? Okay, well, let's do
0: it. I mean, you can't get much better than Mr. Michael J. Fox.
1: Yeah!
0: So we all grew to love him playing Alex P. Keaton on the NBC sitcom Family Ties, which ran from 1982 to 89, and then we fell even more in love as he... Backed to the future as Marty McFly in that series. He did the first Teen Wolf movie, uh, Some and then he did some great, actual, legitimate films after that as well Secret of My Success, which I thought was really good, Casualties of War, which we've talked about the, in this show yeah. in the past, uh, Doc Hollywood. And I think something that we should consider for our Overlooked series is The Frighteners, which I think is a great oh, yeah. new Overlooked film. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you were alive in the 80s or 90s, Michael J. Fox was the man. Yeah, totally. I recently actually read his book, one of his books where he kind of uh, uh, talked about his uh, diagnosis with Parkinson's, uh, the book called uh, Lucky Man, a Memoir. And uh, so he talked about that a lot. And it was interesting because he talked about his relationship with his wife, Tracy Poland, in there as well. So they met on family ties. And it actually wasn't much longer after they met and got together that he actually got his diagnosis. So they met in 1988, he got his diagnosis in 1991. So uh, he really gives her a lot of credit in his life for sticking with him. Like, I mean, if you think about it, she's young and attractive and, you know, famous, and she's dating this famous actor. And suddenly he's like, "Uh, FYI, I've got this uh, disease that I'm never going to get rid of. Uh, So you want to stay together? And she's like, hey, yeah, dude. you
1: Yeah, because <laughs> you're Michael J. Fox. Yeah,
0: better off. And if worse, you're buddy.
1: Parkinson's Michael J. Fox, you're still Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy's won Emmys, Golden Globes. Like he's got all these awards. He's uh, obviously an advocate for Parkinson's. He's a great writer. And I personally am a huge fan of his. I really am and, and always have been.
1: Yeah, Michael J. is the bomb diggity. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first one on my list, it might be on your list too. We'll see. John Candy. Um he was born in Newmarket, Ontario, and his house in Newmarket, Ontario was just a few blocks from the residence of fellow Canadian comedian John Jim Carrey. Did you know that? They were neighbors, dude. Did they actually know each other? I don't I didn't see anything that they knew each other, but they lived okay. in the same hood in Newmarket, so I kind of want to go to New Market, Ontario, because you know people there are probably funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's where the it's good a, humor comes that's from.
1: That's probably a hoot there, man. I, I want to hang out at the local dive bar in New Market, Ontario and just laugh my ass off.
0: Or hit a comedy club, see if they got yeah. a comedy club there.
1: But he, didn't, uh, he appeared in more John Hughes movies than any other actor. Did you know that? Uh, I cool. did, because
0: I also have John Candy on my list. Yeah,
1: I knew you would. (laughs) He's great. He is. And he was uh, another interesting thing that I found about him because I didn't – I wanted to find out some things about him. He was good friends with Wayne Gretzky, so being Canadian. And Wayne Gretzky and he were co-owners of the Toronto Argonauts football team. So that's Canadian as shit, right? When you're John Candy – can- and you're friends with Wayne Gretzky, and you both co own the Toronto Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Canadian AF, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, to add to
0: your John Canniness, he died in 1994. Uh, He started off in Second City and then SCTV, the sketch comedy series. He starred in Stripes, Splash, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I mean, classic. Uh, Just was an amazing actor. It's unfortunate, though, that his last couple roles... Were wagons east and Canadian bacon were his final two films, so unfortunately he did not go out on a high note.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he did do some dramatic roles toward the end too, with like JFK, which a lot of critics say was his best role ever. Yeah, which I think
0: is probably where he would have progressed as as he aged is would have been doing a few more dramatic, dramatic serious roles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's too bad died at 43
1: yeah shoot man
0: that, take that's care way... of yourself jamie yeah
1: well i I'm, I'm older than he a little bit so i'm doing all right i guess <laughs> you're still here i'm still <laughs> yeah. here but yeah he he left too soon um but he had a great screen presence just this he, he's just this big guy who's just a big pile of awesome just any any movie he was in even the crappy movies he was he was still good Well, let's see if this guy's on
0: your list. Phil Hartman, born in Ontario, Canada, uh, started off in the Groundlings. Uh, He worked with your pal Paul Rubens or your fave Paul Rubens uh, in developing the Pee Wee Herman character in the Pee Wee Herman series. Um, He was, uh, I don't know how you describe him, as like a stalwart of Saturday Night Live where he was on it for eight seasons. He was kind of like the guy that kept it together for those seasons. Mm -hmm. If they needed Mm -hmm. somebody to play the straight man or whatever, he was fantastic. And of course he voiced Mm -hmm. Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure in the Simpsons. (laughs) I'm Troy McClure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm Trevor McLean. Uh, and then, of course, uh, he played uh, Bill McNeil in news radio, which uh, you don't hear much about that show anymore, but I really liked it when it was on. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good series. Unfortunately, he was also a uh, lover of the ladies, and his third wife, Bryn Amnehel, who he married in 1987. She was troubled, alcohol and drug abuser, and one night while poor Phil was sleeping, Bryn shot and killed him and then later killed herself. So quite unfortunate, but he was post-postonymously inducted into the Canadian and Hollywood Walks of Fames in 2012 and 2014, respectively.
1: Yeah. There's another very funny man who left us too soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his characters on Saturday Night Live are great. Like he did some really good ones. I know he played he did Bill Clinton for a while, and the one I really remember him was um, his uh, Frank Sinatra one. Mm-hmm. Like he did a fantastic Frank Sinatra, which was a lot of fun to
1: watch. Yeah, my next one is James Cameron. Uh, he's from Kappa Gossing, Ontario, uh, where he spent his childhood up until he was 17 when he moved to California. Um, And then when he finished high school, he tried to go to college, like community college, but he dropped out because he thought it was kind of lame and he just doing odd jobs. But then he went like a lot of people did in 1977, he went to see star Wars, a new hope. And he was, he was like hit by the bug and he, he, he quit his job as a truck driver and he just went all in the for the film industry and he started he was doing special effects and he just really worked his way in because he was so enamored with with star wars um and then he turns out he he turned into his own badass filmmaker on par with making things on par with star wars so i really respect james cameron i really like his movies um and i think he's one of the most awesome directors ever and he is from canada (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah
1: he is great and
0: it it's interesting that you compare him to the to george lucas and star wars because like george lucas obviously has gone downhill couldn't make uh-huh. a film if his life depended on it anymore uh-huh. yet james cameron is still you know make it, he's it's not just that he's making great films but he's innovating like yeah i'm not necessarily a huge fan of the avatar films but he's really doing unique new stuff and really <laughs> progressing
1: yeah. yeah. They're, they're not my fit. I haven't seen the second one. The first one I, I liked, I think it yeah. was over maybe over put on a pedestal that yeah. doesn't necessarily belong, but it, it, and he used a lot of the CGI though, and stuff in an innovative and cool way that still holds up. Unlike George who it's complete shite. Yeah. Um, so he's still doing cool things. He made Titanic, which is awesome. The Terminator, he just made some, some really epic kind of films, and I think he can still do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I really respect James Cameron. And I like the story of how he was just a schlub truck driver, but then he saw Star Wars. He's just like, FNA, I'm going to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and did it. I mean, and how fucking did. amazing like, is I that, did it. dude? Like, I, When yeah. I saw
1: Star Wars, I, mean, I saw Empire Strikes Back, and I'm like, I'm going to be a filmmaker too, and then I never did, right? Yeah, like, totally. like millions of other people, but like he actually went and did it so fna james
0: mr cameron i think was titanic the number one grossing film up until
1: up until Avatar. his other one right <laughs> exactly. so he makes the highest he makes the highest grossing epics of all time and when he's kind of tired of like having his record he goes and he breaks it he's like yeah i want to go break my uh massive records so
0: <laughs> and then in between that he deep sea dives down to the Titanic himself and checks that out and does all this other cool stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Good call on that one. My last one is Martin short. He is amazing because he's 73 years old now and he's still acting and performing like him and Steve Martin did a Netflix series and they did a comedy tour. He's in only murders in the building. Like he's just doing all this cool stuff now at 73, but of course we grew to love him in the 80s, so let's focus on that just a little bit. So he um, intended initially to be a social worker, apparently, before he became interested in acting and uh, was cast in a play in Toronto. And then met many other celebs that we know through that. Gilda Radner, Eugene Levy, Dave Thomas, all names that you might recognize from SCC TV the uh, Saturday Night Live type show that was big in the 80s in Canada and I think is hilarious. He, of course, also did Saturday Night Live where he did certain characters like Jiminy Glick, uh, which was always a fun one. And, of course, Three Amigos.
1: Classic ah, yeah.
0: comedy that uh, he was in. So he's just, he in the 80s and 90s, I'm not going to name all of his films because he did so many. He's just constantly doing stuff and especially in the 80s and 90s he was in every anytime you needed a common comedian that to play like a quirky weird character you went yeah. to martin short he like his range as a performer and just he's still doing it is just flabbergasting
1: yeah he's a he's a hard worker and all of his stuff is good what does mm-hmm. that character used to play again what's his name well, yeah, Grimley Jimmy,
0: Oh, Ed Grimley. Yeah, that was another one.
1: <laughs> he Ed did Grimley. Ed Grimley. Mm-hmm. And they even made a cartoon because he's so funny, right? Ed Grimley. I, 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 it's funny you mention him because I was actually watching a movie just the other day of when he was a little kid. He's playing like a 10-year-old, but he's like an evil 10-year-old. And his parents <laughs> want to get rid of him, so they send him to his uncle. He wants to go to Dinosaur Land. And I don't even remember the name of the movie, but he's, playing, he's a grown man playing an evil 10-year-old. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> It probably is, man. Like, uh he's won
0: Golden Globes, Emmys, Critical Choice Awards, Green Actor Guild Awards. Like, he, he's got them all so he, and justifiably deserved. Very yeah. talented. Okay. My, it, oh, sorry. You have another. I have one, sorry. I have one
1: more. It's, okay, go ahead. Sorry, man. Mike. you know No, I got my guy. You got to give mm-hmm. my guy some love. And I'm going with Mike Myers. He was a toss up on my list. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Mm hmm. Um, and the reason is he he played some very iconic nineties characters. So Wayne and Austin powers, and they were just really iconic, huge characters. And he did a lot of other things as well. And the reason I picked him too, is he's very, he's, he likes being Canadian. So he's from Scarborough, Ontario. And there's even a street named after him there called Mike Myers drive. And he's all about the Canadian thing. Um, And he's he loves the Toronto Maple leaves, and he's he's all about being Canadian. Um, So that's kind of why I picked him. Is there's so many to pick, but he he kind of goes over the top with his Canadianness. It's interesting. I I saw this fact about him. Uh, He had his lat when he was in high school. He had his last exam at nine a.m. Then he had an audition um, at noon. And then he got hired at three for the, the second city, the comedy troupe. Nice.
0: So, wow.
1: So he literally got hired as a comedian the same day he took his last exam in high school. So he was just like ready to go with the comedian thing, right? Um, so he does have his star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. I, most of these people do. I guess there's a Canadian Walk of Fame in Toronto. Um,
0: I know. Now I want to kind of go to Toronto and see it.
1: Yeah, me too. I've been to Toronto and I never even knew it was there. So I was like, oh crap, I need to go back. But yeah, he's, he's Mr. Canada though. He's all about that Canadian action. And I think he's funny and he's a great character actor. I mean, Mr. Dr. Evil, come on, man, get out of here with that (laughs) fat bastard. (laughs) It's funny, dude.
0: Austin Powers is probably one of my top comedian, top comedies. And what I love about it too is the second one is just as funny as the first one. Yeah, it's such a good film. Yeah, it's good spoof. It's good fun spoofing. Good choice with him. Like I said, he was on my short list, but just couldn't but quite make it to the. Be, top there, four.
1: there's a whole. We we could sit here and do a Absolutely, whole podcast, man. and just keep going with Canadian entertainers because mm-hmm. it, it, that's why this list was hard. It's like, who are you going to go with? Well,
0: let's move on to the worst, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you want me to start this one, I guess? Go ahead, man. This is the fun part. This is the fun one. So this one I support being on my worst list, and that is Celine Dion. So this shouldn't surprise you based upon my statements about her in the past so uh she what's funny about Celine, and i didn't realize this is she kind of got her start she was on the 1988 eurovision song contest oh now canada isn't in eurovision so she represented switzerland in eurovision that year
1: and Were they kind of being neutral that year or something? Or <laughs>
0: apparently so. So a, what the heck? You're not even Swiss, Celine. How did you get in there? <laughs> and uh, b, it's Eurovision, which is just kind of highlighting bad musicians with lame show with lame stage shows, as as you know, because you've now seen it. And then, uh, so in the eighties like Eurovision. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know. So. You do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, she was huge in the 90s with all of her stuff, but I'm only going to mention one song, and that is My Heart Will Go On, released in conjunction with Titanic, <laughs> James Cameron. 1995. Everywhere you went, that song was played. It was played in grocery stores. It was played music version in elevators. It just was everywhere. Uh, People, I remember there was a news story about some lady who got the cops called on her because she just kept playing that song over and over and over again at top volume. So uh, because of that, she goes on my list. Now, I don't want to harp on her too much because I know she's just recently got a bad health diagnosis but she's on my list.
1: Well, bad health diagnosis or not, I disagree with you, man. Number one, <laughs> I know you like that song, so don't deny it. And number two, look, if you don't like her kind of sappy style, I I can understand that, but you can't tell me she can't sing. That woman can sing, bro. That That lady can sing. She can sing. I just don't like the music. Right. So I don't know, man. I, I, I kinda I kind of get you. I just wouldn't put her on the as the worst.
0: Hmm. Well, let's see what you got.
1: Well, so if you want to hear some bad shit, we can talk about nickelback. They're they're Canadian. They were formed in 1995 in Hanna, Alberta. And they're the one of the most successfully successful, commercially successful groups in Canadian history. Like they've sold 50 million ma- million albums and they have platinum and gold and platinum and all this. So they're huge, but look, there's a whole group of people that don't like them. Don't you know what I'm saying? There's a big group of people, adamantly, they don't like them. In fact, back in 2011, there were over 50,000 people who signed a petition to have them removed from the halftime performance for a Detroit Lions game. <laughs> like, there's a whole group of people, as many people as they look, there might be 50 million people who love them, but there's a nice good 50,000 people who signed a petition saying, don't play in our football game. I'm not going to say they're terrible. I just, I, I can see why people don't like them though, because I don't really like them either. This is how you remind me of what I'm mean. It's like that Eddie Vedder thing you hate. It's the same thing. It's just this overly kind of grunge sap stuff. I, I don't nickel back, man. I don't know nickel why people, crack like is nickel. As the
0: haters refer to them.
1: Nickel crack. Well, they need, they need to nickel back, back home. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't think that look, if you like their music, I'm cool with you. I'm not like saying that we can't be friends. Cause they're, that's a thing. Like if you check Facebook friends, they like nickel back, like you unfriend them. That's a thing, right? <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but I don't do, do, do they deserve platinum 50 million, all that stuff with their kind of sap grunge, Shit music. Not really. So there it is. Hmm. I I think Celia Dion's better than them.
0: <laughs> I know you do. Uh I, I'm not really a huge Nickelback fan either. And it is funny because they are kind of one of the most hated bands out there that also somehow manages to be super popular and super loved. Like I I've I've know multiple people that like have literally said the words I hate them passionately. Like, you know, and it's like, okay. So They're very polarizing. Not, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And I think they've even acknowledged that. I think I saw something where the lead singer was talking about like how how weird it is that people love them or passionately hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's continue down the musician route with my next one and go with Katie Lang. So she was born in Al- Edmonton, Alberta and uh, started off actually as a... Uh, doing a cover band or started off in a cover band there. That's what I'm trying to say. So she started off in a cover band doing like Patsy Cline tribute cover songs and stuff like that. And I kind of like her about as much as I like Celine Dion. They've just got this, like, you know, she's got that song constant craving that came out in 1992. And it's like, "Constant <laughs> craving. Uh, it's just kind of irritating. Uh, again, she's an advocate for LGBTQ plus plus star pound stuff, which is great. Um, you know, she does a lot of like stuff outside of her music, which is impressive. But like the fact that this woman's won like best country vocal, best album, best pop, blah blah blah, totally overrated.
1: Totally overrated. Yeah, I don't think I disagree with you there as far as being overrated. I don't know if I hate her music, but definitely overrated. So now we're going to get into one you might be surprised about. Uh, I'm going with Pamela Anderson. It's kind of strange, right? You think, well, she's super haughty, and she is, but that's kind of why I put her on my list, is because that's kind of all she is. So she's from uh, Ladysmith, British Columbia. She's a nice gal, I suppose. She she does a lot of work with PETA and all that. I'm not I'm not knocking her as a person. I'm just saying that like you look you're discovered when a stadium's electronic scoreboard camera goes and focuses on you at the BC Lions Canadian Football League game, right? And that's how you get your your shot at acting. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't think she can act. Well, I mean, she just looks really nice. In fact, she was ranked number nine on VH1's 100 Hottest Hotties. And she appeared on Playboy magazine cover 14 times, more than any other person. Um, So she was on Baywatch, had a bunch of bad movies, sex tape with her husband, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. And here's the thing. I I think she's a hottie, of course, because she is. But beyond that, like if you look at her movies, or even like her on Baywatch, is not like where they pick the best actors, you know. Uh,
0: I'm not going to disagree. She's on my list too, oh. actually. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you're right. Like she, I mean, yes, she was she was gorgeous. Uh, to be honest, not even really my type of gorgeous. But like, I can understand why everybody finds her, or or so many people find her attractive, and why she was on Playboy and and you know, Barbed Wire was kind of a fun movie, but it's not like it was a great movie that she could act the hell out of. And yeah, they watch. So yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like she's got to go on the list. If we got to create a list. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Here's one Tom green, the most unfunny Canadian to come from Canada. You can have him back. Canada. (laughs) <laughs> as far as I am concerned. So he started doing his Tom Green Show shtick in Canada, actually, on the Comedy Network. It was later picked up by MTV and it's just that shock humor where like it's funny because he's like sticking his butt in people's faces who don't realize it like he had that bum bum song and it's literally like i put my bum bum on their face put my bum bum on your knee whatever the you know bum bum in the curb and it was just stupid and it's not funny and you know, his humor comes from making fun of people like so we'd go out on the streets and do this like, you know, shock, embarrass people on the street stuff. And it's just rude. It's unfunny. Like, I like the the movie um, Road Trip, except for Tom Green's character. Like, if they could cut him completely out of that film, it actually would be a decent enough film. I don't need
1: know anything about this guy because he's completely not funny. And of all the Canadians, all the funny Canadians that have come out from Canada, and he is not one of them. He's like the antithesis of and he he makes all the other awesome funny Canadians like embarrassed to be like, Oh, we produced this guy. He's such a dork, and he's not funny at all. Yeah, that's exactly. And he married Drew Barrymore. What?
0: Yeah, they were married for like two years. So, and yeah, so it's like they dated for a year, were engaged for a year, married for a couple years, kind of a thing. And then she got wise and was like, why did I marry this douche nozzle?
1: Wow. Yeah. Drew, what is up with you, girl? She had some Mm -hmm. issues during that time or something. Apparently. Yeah, this guy is so not funny. Yeah. And I don't mind shock humor. Shock me and make me laugh. If it's funny, it's funny. But his stuff's not funny. It's stupid it's and it's not funny. So I don't know how he got his own show and movie and all that. We're going back to music and I'm going with snow. <laughs> Remember that one hit wonder informer that reggae song?
0: Yeah. That I, I,
1: I don't like that song. It's the only thing he did that was kind of known, but he still like broke Guinness world book of world records for the best-selling reggae single in u.s history so he's beating out like good reggae artists from the past with his a licky boom boom down a licky boom (laughs) boom licky boom boom down and and even you know you're bad if fellow canadian um spoofs you on in living color jim carrey spoofed him on in living color right so if you're being spoofed on in living color then And he's got the crappy 90s outfit with the round sunglasses and the stupid 90s shirt with the stupid 90s video. Look, I'm not going to knock his street cred. So a lot of people are like, he's from Canada. He's cultural appropriation. I guess he had a pretty tough life. I mean, he he couldn't. He didn't even learn how to read and stuff, right? So he's from the hood. I get it. But it doesn't mean your reggae doesn't suck. I mean, a licky boom boom down. Come on, man. I'm not going to
0: argue with you on that one either. Like, yeah, he's an embarrassment to reggae music cuz there's good reggae out there and then you get this crap and people are like, "Oh, man, I'm not going to like reggae if like that's the kind of stuff they
1: do." A <laughs> you boom boom down. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, I could call on that one. All right, folks. Well, it looks like we've finished off our list. As we mentioned, there are tons of great Canadians that have uh, come down here to the United States of America to pleasure us with entertainment and if you have one that should be on the list that wasn't or one way or the other good or bad let us know you can reach us on the 80s and 90s com social media or the 80s and 90s.com website and with that we will say we are out of here like a Canadian on their way to Hollywood to become rich and famous see you later suckers